Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rockin' Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rockin' Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Also, the Rockin' Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. They got them. Rockin' Mortgage giving away millions during Super Bowl 54. See rules and enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 40 minutes away, J.P. Hornster going to join us. We'll talk baseball with him. Cheating, minor league baseball, robot umpires, Derek Jeter, witch hunts, the whole thing. It's going to be a great time. Hey, can I run something by you guys real quick? We'll get back to the Eli Manning thing here in a second. And also the calls. 855-2124-CBS. We've got a few here. Hickey, how old are you? 25. You okay? You're 25. Pierno, how old are you? 33. You're 33. Okay, so we're the same age. So yesterday in Cleveland, I just want to run this by you guys. I how I, I obviously I'm getting older by the day, but yesterday in Cleveland, the story came out that a couple of days earlier, Kareem Hunt was pulled over for speeding. Uh, they found small uh, amounts of pot in the car, and I tweeted simply, "I wouldn't fire you over pot, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut." Kareem Hunt for pot, but the NFL has different rules, and and we'll see what they say about things. Is is pot a boomer term? Is that an old term for 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 weed, for marijuana, for for jazz cabbage? Jazz is, cabbage I've is never heard pot that one. is pot too old? I think so. Yeah, I think weed is the new term really? that's, that's in now. I don't like saying weed; it's just so low class. Isn't it? I like saying pot. I'm not saying grass, like like our father said. I called it pot. It Hick, or Hickey's 25, so maybe Hickey's right about that. Pierno, what do you call it? Well, I'm not involved in any of that. Kind I don't. Of oh, stuff, uh, so shut up! Who cares? Are you? God, you are the worst. I that have is no such, idea. You are such a clown for that. Oh my god! I'm not. Hey, buddy, the feds ain't listening. Okay. Elliot Ness and J. Edgar Hoover ain't going to bust into 345 Hudson and haul you out of there just because you talked about a little bit of marijuana, okay? Why don't you just relax? I'm not involved in it. Boy, I can't imagine. For a guy who thinks that Goodfellas is the greatest movie ever and Godfather I ne- is the no, greatest no, movie ever. No, no, I never said that. Fa- don't put words movie, in my mouth. I, I never said that. For a guy whose favorite movie, and those are great movies, by the way. They're one of my all-time favorites. Let's just point this out for America. Anthony Pierno's favorite movie ever is Godfather. His favorite TV show ever that? is Sopranos. And immediately when I ask him about what he calls, I'm not involved in any of that. I don't know what you're talking about. Illicit drugs? Oh, my goodness. Boy, I'd love to see you up on a witness stand. You look like that tech nine guy. Wow. Just wow. I'm not involved in any of that. I don't know what you're talking about. It was a question of what you call it. Pierno. It's pot. I call it pot, okay, Ken? It's pot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for answering the question. Good God. 
It's Ken Carmen asking you the question, pal, not Nancy Reagan. Relax. Hickey. Hey, Ken. I mean, really? <laughs> that that took a turn there, huh? I didn't I didn't imply I don't think that anybody would have inferred from what you said if you were to answer what you call it that oh god, he must smoke weed all the time. He must be high on reefer cigarettes right now. <laughs> PR sounds a little uh paranoid. Yeah, a little bit. So you're trying to implicate him or something. Mighty. So if I call it pot, I'm going to be seen as an old man now? I mean, Pierno's 33. He says pot, so. Yeah, but, I mean, look at Pierno. I, I don't want to be like Pierno. Vogue. How about loud? So I should call it weed? Maybe I'm not calling it loud. See, if I call it loud, <laughs> then people are going to think I'm trying too hard. <laughs> How about the devil's lettuce? Devil's lettuce is like I'm, I'm, I'm trying, too fun, trying to be too hard to be funny. If I call it loud, people are I'm like, I got three kids. I live in a suburb. I'm really going to call it loud? <laughs> I do then like I come grass, off like Pierno. I feel like that could come back. He got caught smoking some of that grass. Some some grass. If I call it pot, I feel. And some people got in on Twitter and said it feels like you should be calling it the pot, the way that someone's grandmother will. I just wondered. It was a simple question, and Pierno got me drove through the wall just because of how he said it. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Back to Eli Manning for a second. I want to get the Bob in Nevada. I want to get David in Buffalo. I promise. I think people are missing the argument. And, and, and these two knuckleheads made arguments during the bowl. Ken, what about David Tyree? Uh, no. Don't be obtuse. The stats are there. And we're not talking about the no, greatest. Not, actually. Yes, they, how are they not? How are they not, Pierno? Again, gave seventh, you a whole list before. Seventh, seventh all-time in, in all-time passing yards. He's seventh all-time in passing touchdowns. The stats are there. He's playing during the toughest the toughest era to ever play the position. He's playing in the toughest ever. It's not a knock to say that someone's not a Hall of Famer. He had a great career. Obviously, any three, all three of us would take that career in a heartbeat. Just because he's, you say he's not a Hall of Famer, you're not knocking him. He had a very good career. But, I mean, I feel like if you have to debate it this much, then he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. I just have a high standard of grading when I think Hall of Fame. I, I think you're grading the best ever, and I don't think we're grading the best ever. I'm not saying Eli Manning's the best ever. I think that your your standard is basically impossible. I mean, basically impossible. Like, okay, wins and losses, wins and losses count. You can't play for a losing football team for your entire career and be considered a Hall of Famer. And he would be a guy that, yes, if he didn't have two Super Bowls, I think it would be a strong argument. But we make the same argument for Phillip Rivers, and a lot of people say Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying you are. You know, that's not what I'm pointing out. Yet, I, I look at the greatest to ever play the game in Tom Brady. You, or you beat Tom Brady twice in the biggest stage. You were the quarterback. You were the engineer. Twice. Same team. And not too terribly far away from one another. You robbed the greatest of all time of the greatest stage Twice. Nick Foles is not a starting quality quarterback. Do not give me Nick Foles. I'm not listening to that. Russell Wilson will also be a Hall of Famer at some point. And he lost. Eli Manning, without a shadow of a doubt. I don't know if it's first ballot. I think there's people who believe the same way as Pierno. But I do believe that Eli Manning will be a Hall of Famer. And I do believe he represents a going to be logjam of quarterbacks in the NFL. We already have one with wide receivers. We argue about the stats, the proliferation of stats, how many do play the position. What are good stats for wide receivers? What aren't anymore? 
and the differences in generation. I think we'll do the same thing with quarterbacks. I still think that even though we've taken a break from it this year, and, and it's nice to take a break from it this year, I thank Mike, Mike Vrabel for it. I thank Kyle Shanahan for it. It's, it's fun. I thank Lamar Jackson for it, being such an efficient quarterback both through the air and on his feet. I thank those guys for it because it's about efficiency this year, not 5,700 passing yards and 60 touchdowns. It's about efficiency, and that's a nice break. But when these teams start to strip away talent because of salary cap, you'll go right back to the air. You'll put it back on the guy who's playing the most important position. It's still going to be his game. And I think it's going to be more and more and more important, and this even affects Phillip Rivers as long as he plays, it's going to be more important for you to win a championship. 855-2124-CBS. I got to get to Bob first. Bob in Nevada, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Morning. Morning, How's Bob. You go right. Oh, you know, I'm doing okay. You go right on ahead. Okay, so I agree with you about Eli Manning. If anybody thinks he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, they don't really pay attention to it. One, two of the biggest games. But anyway, nevertheless, I got to go back to the dynasty thing. And part of the component of a dynasty is opportunity. And and the Patriots have been fortunate to be in the probably biggest cakewalk division of the entire NFL for decades. Uh, you know, and, and you look at the 49ers and the Chiefs, they're probably in two of the most cannibalistic divisions. You know, and so as far as the dynasty is concerned, go back to the quarterback. And when you take a look at it, I'm going to go with Mahomes and the AFC West because I think he's got a run of probably six, seven, eight years easy based upon what the AFC West has done. And I'm a serious Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't really like our odds for probably the next five to ten years in the AFC West with Mahomes being in that division. I don't, you know uh, what? And, you know, and Bo- Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the, and, and the AFC East, I mean, that's a, a, a lock. I mean, it's, you know, 25 to 30% of your games are a lock. And so they get the opportunity to advance, and they always make the playoffs. And in the playoffs, as you well know, I mean, by the conversation with Eli Manning, anything can happen. If a guy steps up and makes a game one day, I mean, you know, nobody thought the Giants were going to win those two Super Bowls. Nobody. And, uh, you know, Eli pulled it out. I mean, and and the defense. Eli and the defense pulled those two Super Bowls out. Bob, I don't don't know how to – Bob, I, I thank you for very much for the call. Just because I agree with everything, I don't know if I should judge it and say it's the best call I've ever taken, but I agree with everything that you said. I think Mahomes has what it takes. I don't know if, if Jimmy Garoppolo wants to start to have to take it. And they got, they'll got they have eventually room to sign other guys, but you're going to have to start ripping off some of the talent that you already acquired. You'll, you'll keep Nick Bosa. You'll keep a handful of other guys, but there will be some talent that you already have to take away because, of what, you're $16 million away from the cap number, so you're going to have to find some cheaper talent. You're going to have to get back into the draft. John Lynch is going to have to do more, and that means it's, there's going to be more on your shoulders. This is the time to strike while the iron's hot. I love Kyle Shanahan as a coach. Altogether, it's a complete football team. That's why they're in the freaking Super Bowl, for crying out loud. But for the future and for the next eight years, I would give the, the edge to Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Mahomes has already been tested in that fashion. And as they start to rip away some talent to pay Patrick Mahomes, I think he's already been tested enough earlier in his career where he'll be able to take off. I don't feel as bad about Denver. He mentions Denver, and I had to, in the open of the show, I had to consider ages of the head coaches, the types of head coaches that they have, the quarterbacks that they have, defense, the whole thing. 
and I had to consider the divisions because the division and a tough division can take out a really good football team. I don't feel as bad about Denver as I used to. I want to give Drew Locke a chance. There were some things that we saw that we liked, but it's still very early. Las Vegas, I have serious questions about Las Vegas. And I'll tell a Raiders fan right now, when you're moving to Las Vegas, and it seems like that that should be a match made in heaven. Las Vegas, a wide-open town. The Raiders, a wide-open team. I have one warning to Raiders fans later on, and I know from experience, and it's about a completely different thing. The Los Angeles Chargers, I have zero faith in. Zero. So I think that Kansas City has a better chance to get through their division and have a better chance to do it more often and be a dynasty the way that we see with the Patriots and the AFC East than what we would see with San Francisco. I think the Rams are still going to be well coached. I don't know about Goff. They're a better organization than we want to give them credit for. They gave Les Snead a ton of time and a ton of longitude, latitude to change these things. Longitude, latitude to try to change these things. Arizona, I don't trust the organization. The quarterback's okay. Seems like there's some promise there. Cliff Kingsbury's a little bit better than I thought. Maybe that'll be better, but I still don't know about Steve Kime. Seattle, one of the gold standards. That's a tough road to hoe. 866-855-212-4227. We'll get back to the calls when we come back. We have J.P. Hornster coming up at 1140. Also, Derek Jeter didn't get the unanimous vote. Good. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. J.P. Holmes, Hornster in like 20 minutes. I didn't know the show was going to take this turn, but the show has taken this turn. I am under a real big challenge. I have very young kids. I'm 33 years old. And so I, I'm right now, I think I'm at a bridge in society where I go from younger and with it to older and eventually out of touch which I don't want to be out of touch doing this like uh, seriously that's where you get in your that's where you get in trouble and, and say things you have to apologize for on the radio so you can't be fully out of touch but I, this is where I'm at a bit of a crossroads here folks where I I'll never wear air monarchs I'll never do that I'll never wear jorts with about calf high white socks and air monarchs and I'll never have a shirt a t-shirt with a with a pocket over my chest that I tuck into the jean shorts. Like I'm never going to do that. If I'm going out and about to work in the yard, it's going to be probably Duluth Trading Company work pants, unpaid testimonial, they're fantastic. Work boots, t-shirt. Yeah, that does have the pocket over the chest. I do like that. If I was a smoker, I'd love it. Reminds me of my father. But there's, there has to be some things I, I just have to let go, right? And it all comes from, I, call, I, called, I called marijuana pot on Twitter yesterday. Since when did you become a grandpa? And I go, man, if I start calling it, and people are getting in going, Ken, you got to call it loud. If I call pot loud, if I call marijuana loud, can't you just think of your dad trying to talk to you about drugs and calling it the loud and you immediately shutting down? Hey, kids, is that loud I see? I mean, that's ridiculous. I think you find some lingo and you just stay there and see how long it stays. Like, I shouldn't be listening to some music out there because some music out there, I can say that some music's still good, that's fine, but I can't sit there and say that, well, I'm only going to listen to this because I have to stay young. At some point, you're trying too hard. 
We all get older. If you're 20 years old, listen to this. Someday you'll be where I am too. And someday I'll be giving out Werther's Original. So I'm at a weird crossroads right now. Because I know I'm not cool. And I don't think I want to be. And so I know that I shouldn't be sitting there saying loud. And I know I shouldn't be calling it loud. And I don't think if callers call in, I don't, I don't think I should be calling it loud with them. Pot, grass, weed, maybe those things. Weed is a little bit more my generation still. Maybe I should be calling it that. Other than that, I think I'm trying too hard. There's a couple of fun nicknames for it, but I don't even like the nicknames. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Let me get to David in Buffalo. David, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. appreciate you taking my call today. How you doing? Uh, David, what should I call it? Should I call it weed or should I call it loud? Uh, weed makes more sense, man. Um, Doesn't it? You know, Wouldn't would I, would yeah, I seem that's... like I'm a bit of a poser if I called it loud? Yeah, it just doesn't seem like the right fit for that kind of drug. It just doesn't seem like a typical uh, name that you would call it. It's either weed or pot in my mind. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I want to jump in here and talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I think Please the, X factor, the X factor in this game is going to be Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for uh, the 49ers. I think if he can somehow put a spy on Mahomes and keep him in that pocket, I think that's the way that they've got to win this game, the 49ers. And the other way that you know for them to win is they got to run the football like they ran the ball, um, you know, in the championship game against Green Bay. I mean, they got to really, you know, continue to run the ball. And I think George Kittle though and Garoppolo are going to have something to say about this too because I think all the people saying, "Hey, Garoppolo's not a great quarterback," and Kittle's just a blocker. I think those two guys are going to show up here in the Super Bowl. And I think Garoppolo's not going to have to make a ton of throws, but he's going to make a lot more throws than he made. Um, last Sunday, and I, I think they've got a great chance to win this game. But for them to win, they got to keep it probably somewhere like 27-24 type game. Because if if the Chiefs get into you know the 30s, then they get on a run like you know like the Golden State Warriors got a few years ago, where they went on those crazy runs. They're going to win that game. So I'll take your comments, man, and enjoy the game next week, bud. Thank you very much for the call. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I, I like a lot of what you're saying with Kansas with Kansas City. Great offense. Questionable defense. The defense has gotten better over time. They they bought into Spagnuolo a little bit. It took a little bit of time for them to get there. But I do think the more complete team is going to be San Francisco. I still want to wait. I don't want to give away what I can sell because I'm going to be on Super Bowl morning. But I know that a lot of people listening right now are going to be listening to Super Bowl morning. So, yeah, as of right now, I really think the 49ers are the more complete team. And I think their defense could be the one that changes things. Of course, Mahomes can put it on you at any time. And he proved that in the first two playoff games that he played this year. So, they're the type of team that I think runs well. They're a little bit more close to, well, obviously they run well. That's just a throwaway comment. Let's go. They're a little bit closer to Tennessee than what I think people want to believe. But I also think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a bit of an underrated quarterback. He's got a few four-touchdown games. He's had some really good games. People say game manager like it's a bad thing. You can play defense. You can get Kansas City off the field. You can run the ball. You can run the ball down their throat. You can win that football game. 855-2124-CBS. Back to the phones. Let me get to John in Pennsylvania. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. How you doing, man? John, I'm doing well. What do I call it? Uh, you call it bud or you call it weed. But just for, for, for reference, uh, loud is what the young people call the good weed, you know, the one without the stems to seeds. 
<laughs> well, I heard that. I did hear that one time. I'll tell you a story right now, John. One time when I was in junior high, my buddy got caught. Was his grandfather was in his room and found his weed, and t- he got home and his grandparents were sitting at the kitchen table, and as he walked through the door, he saw them sitting there. It's like an after-school special. And his grandfather opens up the cigar box and picks out one of the stems and looks at his grandma and goes, these are stems they smoke. And he thought that you smoked the stems. He didn't know that you smoked everything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that out of touch, John. I don't want to do that. Go ahead. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> but uh, I want to just comment on my 49ers. I am a 49ers fan, a lifetime 49ers fan. And uh, I just feel like we should be heavy trade favorites because the way we won all year – we beat on every top team that that was the top of the league all year, except mm-hmm. Baltimore. But even our losses was by mostly most of them was about three points or less. So it's like, rather, well, yeah, it, 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 John, I, I agree with you. My argument isn't about right now. I do think that the 49ers are the more complete team. I think they're the better team. I, I'm just looking to the future. I, I think where are they? Where are either one of these teams five years from now? I think that Kansas City has more chances to punch in and get to the Super Bowl than what San Francisco does because I have more faith in Seattle. I have more faith in Patrick Mahomes for the future. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I that's think. Fine. I think that. I think they're going to catch up with Patrick Mahomes, just like they caught up with. I know a lot of people don't want to give Alex Smith credit, another X Forty Niner, but hmm. um, they were pretty much doing the same thing except when it comes playoff time. You know, he couldn't win the big game. He couldn't get to the Super Bowl, but they put up uh, he put up extraordinary numbers with those with those same cast of receivers. John, I thank you very much for the call. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Joseph in Houston, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, man. Hey, so the last time me and you agreed on a pick, uh, I lost. So I need to know who you're going for in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going 49er. Wait, wait, what? What? What do we agree on? We agreed on LSU getting beat in uh, Georgia against Georgia. Really? Yes. I said that. Yes. I think you like the day before you switched what? up on me, but I had uh, already. Yeah, you said something about them in the SEC mid- championship game. No, no, no. Before that, before that. Oh. Okay. It was before fine. that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I ended All up, right. I ended up testing the waters and I got smoked, but that's okay. All so right. listen. Hmm. Manning is definitely going to get into uh, the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, hands down. Mm-hmm. San Fran is going to win by two touchdowns. That defensive Ooh. line Ooh. is not going to allow Holmes to get out of there. Um, I, I really, I, I just like your last caller had said. I really think that the people they played already, the Saints. Uh, some of the teams were just better caliber of, a, of an opponent. And it, I, I, I just have this feeling that they're going to choke. And the Saints are going to, or the uh, 49ers are good on the road. And we've only seen Kansas City at home right now. Uh, mind you, they did get beat by a couple of teams at home before mm-hmm. they got their crap together. But I just think people are just undermining what they are capable of doing and how complete of a team they are. Um, I really, I really am going heavy on the uh, 49ers. Um, also, we call it smoke where I'm from. Called smoke um, in Houston. Call you call smoke. weed smoke? Yes. I mean, because you got like the last caller said, you know, like uh, you don't want to sound too uh, young or whatever by calling yeah. it something else. 
but that's what they call it if it's got no stems or seeds, uh, the okay. younger guys. So I'm an older guy, man. We call it smoke. So, okay. Like, Joseph, Joseph, thank you very much. I didn't I didn't realize that that it was called smoke in some parts of the country. Is that, is that like pop or soda? 855-2124-CBS. Any good person knows to separate. I don't know if I should get that in-depth with it. Pierno's getting sweaty right now. He thinks the feds are going to barge in at any moment. Coming up in a bit. I got a weird question to ask Kiki and Billy Jack. Coming up in a bit, we'll get to that also. Derek Jeter didn't get the unanimous vote. I say good, and I'll tell you why, and I'll tell J.P. Hornstra about that. Just a Yankee up. hater. Who's a Yankee hater? You. I'm not a Yankee hater. I told you a million times. If I died and came back, I'd definitely see myself being a Yankee fan. I've never hated the Yankees. You know that. I'm just kidding. Damn it, Peter. This just, is your last just, update, isn't it, for the day? Uh, I have one at 12 o'clock, but we'll oh, be boy. chatting around then. Oh, that's right. Hey, yeah. real quick. Is Eli a Hall of Famer? Real quick. No. He's not? No. You guys are all drunk. You guys are all on the pot. It, 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 I mean, to me, a 500 quarterback with all those picks and not great regular seasons, and I, I listen, I understand he's got the Super Bowls, which is which is great because you've had MVPs in World Series and all those things that you know guys didn't go to the Hall of Fame. I just when I think of a Hall of Fame quarterback, I just don't think of him. I, listen, I would have loved to have had him on the Jets all these years if they if you would have told me they win a couple championships, but the Hall of Fame is different. I, I just oh, don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Boy, I think that's a straw. I can't believe I'm getting this much pushback from it. All right, Peter, I respect the opinion. Mm-hmm. You know I respect you, and I love you, and I thank you very much, my friend. You got it. The great Peter Schwartz joining us on the show. Coming up next, J.P. Hornstra, Southern California News Group MLB writer. I'll tell him what I thought about Derek Jeter and the unanimous quote-unquote vote and robot umpires. No. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. The debate is raging. Not as much about Eli Manning. More about what to call weed. I'm, I'm getting texts. I have a friend in Detroit who says, what about dope? I think Canadian people call it dope. couple of louds. I can't call it loud. I'm 33. Again, I'm 33 years old. I got kids. And I was talking to one of my buddies who are in the building right now. When you have kids, it ages you a few years. So I'm 33, but I'm really 43 in in parent years. I can't be. Hello, kids. I'd like to talk to you about marijuana or loud, as you may call it. That's no good to anybody. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855 It's sponsored by GEICO. Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. It's easy. Let's go to the hotline. We welcome in from Southern California News Group, MLB reporter for the Southern California News Group. Find him on Twitter at J.P. Hornstra. J.P. Hornstra joins us on the show. J.P., thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're you're not sitting me down to talk about marijuana. That was a very intimidating voice you just laid down. Yeah, well, I can't wait to do it when I talk to my sons about it. Sons, I'd like to talk to you about loud this afternoon, and then immediately they'll not want to listen to what I have to say if I call it that. Uh, JP, robot umpires, your thoughts? Too soon. Um, too soon. Uh, I, broadly, I think that it needs some testing. 
Um, I mean, we are, let's see, this is January 22nd. We are less than four months removed from a player getting ejected from an Arizona Fall League game for arguing balls and strikes with the robot umpire. Like, that's how much work this thing needs. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I, I think that if we're talking about testing it at levels beneath the major league level, that, that's okay. Um, but I think Major League Baseball should be in no rush to be getting this to the MLB level. And I think the thing that they need to study beyond just answering the question of does this work better than a human being back there uh, is the question of what are some of the consequences of this thing. I talked to the Dodgers catching instructor who, who gave a talk about catching uh, at, at a big, 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 thousand person coaches convention a couple weeks ago and he's convinced that uh, this would just absolutely get rid of the running game in baseball he said that if you don't allow a runner a batter runner to take first base on a pass ball or a wild pitch um that you're just going to completely eliminate the running game because the catcher is never going to crouch again if the catcher doesn't have to frame the pitch, if the catcher doesn't have to allow the umpire to see where the pitch crosses home plate, he can just stand back there. He can stand, catch the catch the baseball underhand, and throw to second base or third base from a standing position, and nobody's ever going to want to feel again. Hmm. Do you want that in baseball? I, no, I no. Um, so I, 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 I mean, JP, I, uh, real quick, I, I think some of it. I'm. I, it's weird. We're talking about pot and dope and all that stuff, and I'm going, you know, I'm a little bit too old to say this. I'm a little bit too young still to say that, and I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon when it comes to baseball, but some of the stuff that does make baseball great, some of the strategy, some of the some of the things that you have to do because it's a different, ty- different type, type of playing surface, it's a different type of game, all that stuff, I think it's already been taken away already with launch angles and so on. Do, I don't think we want to do any more of that. Yeah, I, I think that like with launch angles and with the, the the way that we apply mathematics to baseball, like literally every part of baseball, <laughs> pretty much in 2020, that generally doesn't bother me if it's a new way for different people to engage with the sport. And you know, there are players who don't engage with that aspect of it mm-hmm. who can still be good at baseball. I talk to pitchers who just don't pay attention to. Um, spin rate. I talk to hitters who don't pay attention to launch angle, and these are some of the best in the game. So I, I mean, look, that you can engage with it as much as you want, but you know, there. there I, I wrote a column a couple weeks ago asking, well, what is the limit of technology as it applies to baseball? And I think you can look at, you know, the Houston Astros using video replay uh, to steal signs in the Boston Red Sox, having a video monitor room off of the dugout, using that to potentially steal signs and say, all right, maybe this has gone too far. And I think you could also listen to what the Dodgers catching coordinator thinks is going to be the future of baseball if we have a non-human being calling balls and strikes and say, that's too far. Because at that point, it's not baseball anymore. J.P. Hornster joining us on the show. I, I want to take it to a different level. Now, just hear me out on this, all right? I'm, oh boy, I'm probably get yelled at, but here we go. <laughs> I'm actually refreshed and happy that Derek, D, Derek Jeter didn't get the unanimous vote. And the reason why, the only thing I'm saying is, I think it does highlight some of the flaws that we have with the voting system. 
I also think that somebody was willing to do it, and I think that this also highlights internet groupthink. Uh, I think it, it. I think it highlights some of the the chaotic atmosphere where people want to almost get a mob going against a person who might vote against somebody they think differently. I, I think that it puts a highlight on that. When ultimately, when Derek Jeter goes into the Hall of Fame, are, are anybody going to be sitting there during his Hall of Fame acceptance speech going, "I can't believe he didn't get in unanimously"? Like no one's going to do that, JP. So go no. ahead, beat me up. Here we go. Let me have it. No, I I, I actually agree with you on this. So, like. Specifically, I know two voters. I know one personally, and, and um, this voter didn't want me to name them, but I know of two voters who were so ridiculed for voting for a fringe candidate. It wasn't omitting a Derek Jeter. It was for voting for somebody who was not a Hall of Famer, but a player that they sincerely liked, who had some contributions that were overlooked, and they just wanted to put a little shine on him. Um, revealed their ballot publicly and got so ridiculed for that that they have not made their ballot public since. And I know of another voter who was just so tired of the, the sort of online feedback loop that you're talking about who just stopped voting altogether. And these are, like, good, smart people. Like, these aren't idiots who haven't covered baseball in 10 years who shouldn't have a ballot. These are people who are pretty darn plugged in, actually talking to baseball players regularly because they are good reporters who want to do their job well. Um, and those aren't the people who should not be voting and who should not be talking to the public about their ballot and who should not be explaining the value of a fringe candidate like some of the people who got one vote this year. Um, I wrote about this on Wednesday, Raul Abanez, mm -hmm. uh, J.J. Putz, um, Adam Dunn, and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Brad Penny. These guys got one vote. I don't know who voted for them, but I'm pretty sure that if you if you had those writers on right now, they would say, look, I know they're not Hall of Famers, but let's talk about what they did because they did have a pretty good long career. And there's value in having that discussion. Why should they be ridiculed so much for that one vote that they should not even be allowed to have that discussion publicly? I think it's totally stupid. I'm right there with you. J.P. Hornster joining us on the show, Southern California News Group, at J.P. Hornster on Twitter. What are we going to do about this minor league problem? It looks like Rob Manfred wants to take away jobs and opportunities. A lot of people are upset in a lot of cities that have minor league baseball. What's your thoughts? Uh, this is an interesting one. I mean, the, the part that bothers me, I think, the most right now is the lack of transparency on Major League Baseball's end, where they're just not talking about the money. And, and this, that's what this is all about. Major League Baseball doesn't want to be financially responsible for propping up baseball in these small markets when there is such a small percentage of one of those players who passes through those markets actually making Major League Baseball a better, more marketable, more fiscally uh, robust league. That's what this all comes down to. Um, I'm not convinced that baseball in some form can't thrive in those communities without it. Um, you know, a lot of those markets, I, I look specifically at, at like Iowa, for example, there are three teams uh, that the New York Times reported we're on the contraction list in the state of Iowa. Well, the most popular team in Iowa is the University of Iowa baseball team. Uh, are you telling me that uh, 
you know, the fans in those small towns in Iowa that currently have minor league baseball wouldn't just go to University of Iowa made college baseball games instead. I mean, that's a pretty high level game. I don't know. What hmm. bothers me is that Major League Baseball, because of that lack of transparency, I, I don't know that the public is so informed about this that they can't just see this for what it is, which is baseball saying this doesn't help our bottom line, so screw you. I mean, that's kind of a crude way of saying it, but that's basically what's happening here. Maybe it's a sound business decision, but it is a very cruel application of dollars and cents and and. I think ultimately a generation from now, that's when you really see kids who are just less interested in baseball because they weren't exposed to it as much. And we're not talking about millions of kids en masse, but we're talking about you know thousands of kids in small towns who are going to be told for their entire lives that your small town life doesn't count. We don't need Major League Baseball telling them that too. Because I thought it was some who I forget who who put the put the map out there to somewhere in a. Was it Montana? Your nearest major league baseball team is a thousand miles away, right? And it's like, oh boy, that's a that's a scary scenario, JP. I totally agree with you. I I, I think I thank you very much for the for the answer there because I'm going to be using it in the future as we get ready for baseball. I definitely <laughs> got to talk about the Jeter thing as well. JP, thank you so much for the time, buddy. All the best. Thanks for having me, JP Hornstra, MLB reporter for the Southern California News Group. Find him on Twitter at JP Hornstra. I I, I was in the minors. I did play-by-play in the minors. Uh, I saw how how tough a lifestyle some of those guys have because there are guys they are they get signing bonuses and they're hot shots and and you can tell by some of the cars that they have and that's perfectly fine. That's what twenty year olds do, and I would have done it too when I was twenty, and I had no problem with that. But then you had guys who they had a wife, they had a kid, and they were driving around an old Buick Lesabre, and it was like, oh boy, holding on, they were trying to make it, trying to make it work. And to see that taken away, and also there's the fan aspect of it, where when I was in Akron, you got the Cleveland Indians about 30 minutes away. So it's not going to affect those folks very much. But when you get in some of the parts of the country, yeah, that that's a big, big thing that's taken away from them. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, why I love that Derek Jeter didn't get the unanimous vote, and five burning questions in just about a half an hour. It's Ken Common on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.